Welcome to Season 3, Episode 19. It is The Shrews Views. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined by a Shrewsbury Town reporter extraordinaire on his day off, in his pyjamas still, incredible scenes, Mr. Ollie Westbury. Ollie Westbury, welcome. Welcome to Shrews Views for another 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 beautiful week. How are you feeling, mate? I know you've, uh, you, you've, you've been crawled off your, off your bed. You were comfortable. It was, um, you had to bang the alarm a few times, but you're here, you're here in person. It's almost as if you know that is exactly how every morning goes for me, to be honest, mate. That's how every morning, I am a, I am a, my, my other half will tell you, I am a serial snooze hitter. But oh, I see, my missus is as well, but I, I feel like I just can't, it, just, it irritates me more with 10 minutes deep, more deep sleep. And then it going again. I just want to get it off. Like just silence it for another half an hour or forty minutes, but don't make it another ten or fifteen. I think yeah. it's a disgrace. And now this now this remote working. I mean, you're probably the same as me, mate, from a hybrid point of view. Well, you're in the office a little bit. I'm I'm not at all. But I would say between the hours of we start at eight to eleven at least. I'm in my pajamas eighty five percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, I did it the other the other last week. One of the days last week, I worked all day in my pajamas, and I felt absolutely depressed after it. And I've not done it yeah. since. I was just and you like, feel a little bit gross, don't you? Yeah, you just feel horrendous. And... I've never done that before. I've never done that before. But I think it was after the exit today, and I got back really uh, late, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 I can't even be asked to get changed this morning. <laughs> so yeah, and then I just felt horrendous for it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. We're racking up the episodes, aren't we? Episode 19. It's unbelievable, this, by the way. Like, what's going on? It's almost like people are starting to listen. Well, well who knows? <laughs> well, you <laughs> yeah, know, because you get the figures. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, there were, I think there were a couple extra last week, so so good stuff. What, do you want to do? You want to um, give a little bit of a shout out what's happening on Friday? I know it's not going out on Friday, but... Um, no, maybe we'll feed? wait. We'll we'll wait until it's wait. actually happened. Because... Okay, okay. Well, we'll wait till so so some sort of forward to sell up fans in the future, maybe for a, for a potential podcast in the future. Um, watch this space and um yeah. and Teaser. also log into Ollie Westbury's uh, Twitter to see what's what's going on potentially at the back end of the week. Perfect. Yeah. Look, very much looking forward to it as long as it happens. But you never know with these things. Sometimes no, things take a turn for the worse. So they take they intentions. take a long time to organise. They do, they do, yeah, they do. As do um, as do Christmas presents. Have you got all you sorted out for your for your other half? I'm going shopping after this. I'm going for a run, oh. and, and then I'm going shopping. Kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Kettleandtoasterman. Yeah, well, to be fair, we do need a new kettle. Um, oh, yeah, obviously we've just moved into our house. We moved in a, maybe we've probably been living here about just over a month, and uh, oh, yeah, great. we are I mean, in. This is perfect. Get some pots and pans. She'll be happy, won't <laughs> she? Yeah, I do. I'm the cook. I'm the chef. To be fair, so I'll be buying. I'll be buying pots and pans for You'll myself. Be doing like Le or whatever they are called, aren't they? And all the kind of like fancy stuff we, you get over we there. Don't, we don't have an air. We don't have an oven, you know. So we've just got an air fryer. Ah, okay. Well, so uh, the, the, I mean, this is this is this is one hell of a tangent, you know. Before we start talking about Shrewsbury Town, but you know, yeah. we, we first got the house, and I went to uh, and, and I went down one morning, and I was like, "Well, I've got a brand new oven. I want to test it out." So I put the grill yeah. setting on, and I had a perfectly working toaster there. So I uh, I, I tested it out, and the uh, in, in my attempt to use the grill, just because you know I could, because it was now my grill, I broke exactly. it. It blew, it blew up, and the oven blew up, and then we. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! 
nightmare. So there you go. Um, so now don't worry about going off with tangents, it. mate. Don't worry about going to, off with tangents with me, mate. I mean, this is this is why you got me as a presenter this week, Crikey. Literally, I, I am a tangent. Right, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to um, Shrewsbury Town. Uh, Ollie, uh, a little, little, little bit of a change, a little, bit, a little bit of a positivity in the in the camp. Uh, another hard-fought 1-0 away when you were buzzing afterwards. Look, it might not be the most entertaining football at this moment in time, but at least... There's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel at this moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to describe the opening, was it 21 league games of the season? It's hard to kind of find Go a on, word. It's one word. Go on. Yeah, I, ca- I can't. I can't. Um, up and down is not one word, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I, can't, no. I, I, don't, I can't think of one adjective to describe what the season's been like. Uh, okay. The one that I look at it now and I think steady, but then there's mm. been real moments of uh i don't know real real down moments where it's been you know pretty 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 dismal and then there've been other moments where it's been really 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 good um so it's kind of like the 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 pendulum is constantly swinging i'm mm. i'm saying that whilst doing a, a wave <laughs> motion which is got <laughs> nothing to do with it's kind of felt it's kind of felt like one of those things where you know it, it it is really hard to sum up we've kind of you know after the game against blackpool it was it felt like crisis didn't it where you know fans were, were clearly not impressed by what they've seen but since then town have really shown a defensive resilience and it's hard to kind of imagine if fast forward four games post blackpool to where they yeah. now are um and that is 21 games played 27 points two points behind um you know the position that they were in this time last year um and don't forget last year it was a it was a tough run over christmas there was a brilliant run in january and february so they're not too far i mean dave edwards said this to me in his column earlier this week he kind of said that you know the club given the turmoil that went on in the in the summer and everything that happened like look at where they are and what they're achieving at the moment so yeah yeah, I suppose I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my original word and I'm gonna say steady unless you can think of another one that that I can topsy turvy. No, no, There's some hyphens top, in topsy turvy. You're getting a high, there's a hyphen there, but I'll let I'll let you get I'll let you get away with that. Um, but look, it's you're right in in the in the situation that that Matt Taylor found himself in. There was always going to be that, wasn't the but? You did feel only when we spoke last. I think we spoke last about around about the Blackpool game. Um, was when me and you lasted a podcast that you felt that there needed to be a bit of a change, didn't there? Even though he's early into his tenure, the fans needed something, the players needed something, they needed a bit of a, a, a turnaround. And this is exactly what they've got. And yeah, it's steady from now on. And you look at the table, you look at the kind of top of that bottom half, so to speak. But, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's looking a lot better. Um, where are they now at this moment in time? Uh, 11th, aren't they? So, Level on yeah. points with Charlton in tenth. Okay, they've played a couple more games in them, but it's it's looking up. So what's changed? What's changed from that Blackpool game to to make uh, well to, to make defensively more sound, but also you know picking up points in the league and getting some some valuable wins, not just in the league, but also also in the cup. Well, I think what they have done is Matt Taylor said to me, didn't he? I asked him. I said, what 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 what, what have you done in the week post-Blackpool, that week that they had leading up to that game against Port Vale? And he said, the words he actually said was reset. 
Um, I think that's been written a couple of times in the stories that I've done so far this week. I think I wrote it in that analysis piece that I did on Sunday that they'd used it as a reset and a chance to kind of, and to be fair, Steve Cottrell said that on a numerous, numerous times last year as well, that you know after bad results or a little mm. bad run of form, when they get that time on the training ground, they then use it as a kind of, right, that's gone. Let's kind of get back to basics. And that's very much what they've done. They've gone back to to basics and to something that they did really well at the top end of the season. At the start of the season, they were very much a side that were that didn't let many goals in. I mean, they still don't score many at all, do they? I mean, sure. the second lowest scorers in the division behind. I yeah. know it's not been played midweek, but that was the case on on Saturday. So they don't they're not scoring many goals at all. But what they are is they're tight. So you know they could be coming like you know the old the famous old saying. I said that <laughs> I made it. Uh, a joke in one of the press conferences. It's like, it's like one nil to the Arsenal, isn't it? At the moment, it's kind of they're, they're winning games one nil, and there's that stat where Shrewsbury are ahead more than their. I think they've not a game any game that they've led in this season. They've always gone on to win, and in partly, especially in the I think that's in the league. But that is in part because obviously they're, they're always most of the wins are one nil wins, aren't they? So yeah. like you know five out of eight wins one nil. So that that tells you you know clean sheets, defending from the back. And that's what they've done pretty well in the last few games. I mean, it hasn't been pretty. That's mm-hmm. I would say that's fair. But what they have done is they the players are showing a raw kind of passion, a a real commitment to keeping the ball out of their net, putting their bodies on the line. I absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean. I absolutely love it when the players get fizzed when they make a tackle or a block. Yeah, you oh. know, they're celebrating in front of the fans and. Um, and you can see that you can see that real togetherness within the group, and you know there's there's a lot of hallmarks and similar traits to 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 the, to the side that was incredibly successful last season. Um, not not touching on uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers too much, Ollie, but um, obviously mm. I get to watch them quite a bit. And look, the fans were under Nuno, which was a few years ago now. They played five at the back, and they had some great times there. But it became a little bit stale, a little bit. Um, tough to watch and I feel like there was a change in manager in manager just because they wanted better football now managers have come and gone since then uh been hired been fired and they've gone to four and they've tried to play this more extravagant football it just hasn't worked Gary O'Neill's come in started with a four and they've gone back to a five now and they're playing a lot better and they're starting to get results and when you need to get results you go back to what you're familiar with and to be honest, I, from fa- from a fan point of view, at least from a cover- you know coverage point of view, I would always give me the points over as- being aesthetically pleasing. Now if you can get both, great, and you might get that a few times a season. But but give me give me a one nil win, give me a dirty one nil win over an exciting three three draw any any day of the week. Are we seeing certain components and elements of Steve Cottle when they were doing well now being brought back in? I'm not saying, you know, day-to-day training, etc., but the setup and, and a familiarity that maybe some of these players knew from before. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I think that's the thing. I, th- I think, you know, under Steve, they were so well organised. He's a good manager, isn't he? Steve Cottle is a brilliant manager. Um, and they were so well organised. Um, <clears throat> and you always felt... Like when you're that well organised, you've always got a chance in games. Um, and that was what I mean, you know, don't forget, like a lot of the nucleus of these players, you know, I know there's quite a lot of players that are out injured now, but the nucleus of this group, you know, were were at the club before. Um, so it's one of those things, isn't it? But but yeah, I feel like there, there are hallmarks. These these results have been, I mean, you know, for those that went to Wickham on Saturday and for those that went to Wickham 
uh, la- at the start of last season, Trues would beat Wickham. It's the second successive win at Adams Park. They beat them 2-1. On a day, I don't know whether the Wolves would have had a game that day, but it was on a day where it was 40 degrees when they beat them last season. Um, I don't, can, yeah, can you remember that one like bizarre weekend when it was absolutely oh, like, yeah. it, it was too hot. It, it was too hot to be a reporter, let alone a footballer. Wow. I can remember literally sitting there and absolutely melting in the press box. Oh, no. Um but they kind of that was a similar performance. It was a backs to the wall. Um I mean it, yeah, it was a backs to the wall performance. Um and they kind of ground out ground out a win. And 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 it feels as though those kind of things are, are similar here um mm-hmm. for Shrewsbury Town. It's the kind of similar characteristics that they're showing, being able to defend and it, and that it, you know that these last few performances have had the hallmarks of the Steve Cottrell team kind of written all over them. And you know, there's there's an admiration for that for the for the staff. You know, when we asked Mickey Moore earlier in the season about three five about three five two and what system they were going to play, he said he didn't want them to change up what they've done well. And there is some serious logic to that, isn't there? You know, they played 3-5-2 last season. He doesn't want them to change the system because that's what they know. And it's and it's not like that's what they know but haven't done, you know, well. And they've, like, yeah. just survived relegation. You know, they finished 12th. So mm-hmm. that's what they do and that's what they do well. So, you know... It, it, they wanted to stick to it. They wanted to stick to it. And those real... And you've got to give Matt Taylor credit now for, you know... A, a, Kind of assessing that in that period, you know, up to the Blackpool game, there had been leaking far too many goals. Uh, I can't remember the exact stat of how many goals it was that they'd leaked up to that point, but they had conceded far too many times um, for their liking. Um, And they've gone back to basics and they've gone back to keeping it tight, building on solid foundations and trying to nick one. And that's what they did on Saturday. You know, the goal kind of came out for nothing. It was a little bit of individual brilliance um, from Taylor Perry, sweet left-footed strike. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's you know, that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles. So yeah, on with you. Um, you know, it, 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 at times it can be difficult to watch. At times last season it was difficult to watch. But you know, points points over everything. I think that's the most important thing in this business. You know, not everyone can go. I mean, even the even the teams that you know are really good on the eye, you don't go out and just play a beautiful attacking football every no. time you go out there, do you? Like you know, the opposition are there, and you know they spend. I think that's the thing that people often forget, don't they? Is that the opposition spend all week formulating a game plan of how they're going to beat you, and you formulate a game plan all week of how you know you're going to beat them. So, and sometimes you know teams cancel each other out, don't they? Um, they do. Uh, so- you know, like you say, Taylor went almost back to the drawing board and the, the found a solution that works. Do you feel like he needed to do that? Do you feel like his job was under threat to a certain extent or he was going to get more time? And in relationship with the fans, you, you're there day to day, Ollie. Um, you talk to them. Do you feel that it was not an untenable point, but it was going towards that if there wasn't a change? And has that relationship changed since the, you know, since these last four or five games? Yeah, it's an amazing thing, like how, and I wrote that on 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 Sunday. Not 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 quite like that. So so after the Blackpool game, there were some fairly vociferous scenes where you know the fans were clearly very very displeased with what they've mm. seen. And and to be honest, it was a grim day. It was a grim performance, yeah. and it was a really really grim day. 
Um, to I mean, I, I think you can take losing, but you can't lose like that. And I think that was the big takeaway from that game. Yeah, the manner of it, not, it for sure. The manner of it was kind of, mm-hmm. well, it was just soft, really. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, they just kind of turned, turned over and kind of had the tummy stickle, didn't they? So that was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was met with some particularly vociferous scenes at full time. Yeah. Um, was his job under threat? I'm, no, I don't think it was. Um, it's still early. It's still like mm. only at that point. It's the end of November. Um, but you don't so want you don't want to get but, the, fans but the fans. The fans, no, yeah, the fans were 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 on the turn. But since mm. then, I, I feel as though they've. You're always going to get 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 yeah, of course. people who, who 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 kind of don't don't agree. But I feel like since then he's come out and he's done exactly what he's needed to do. And it, you know, it's a results business. Isn't it? It's amazing what, and that's the thing. It's amazing what for what the, the difference in how everything feels like post Blackpool. It was, it felt like we're not far away from full on crisis mode, whereas you know, now it feels like well, bloody hell, we're mid table. You yeah. know, Christmas is coming. We've got a chance to, to to kind of win a few more games, and they're doing this amid a complete and utter injury crisis. So, well, I was going to say, yeah, what's the latest with them? Because I mean, it is insane. I mean, when you do your your who who's out and who's a doubt piece, uh, which I, I put online earlier this week uh, before this game, I was like, crikey! I mean, you had to scroll, keep on scrolling. It was unbelievable the amount of injuries. So, you know, what's the latest on them? And and it, like I say. Uh, yeah, they could have a new squad by the end of the season if, if some of these players return to fitness. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is mental. The injuries are are completely and utterly, um, yeah, cr- crazy. I think that's the only way you can you can actually um, describe it. It, it. They've been really, really unfortunate with the injuries. Uh, they've only they've only had one soft tissue injury, so that's that's intriguing. That you know, mm. you know, they've had such a battle with these with these injury problems. Um, so where are we at? Uh, I did a piece yesterday about Elliot Thorpe. You may have seen um, when you were putting that one online. Um, so he's been he he he's in recent time he's been back with um, his parent club Luton. He has yeah. not got um, for those that have read the story yesterday. He has not got another stress fracture, which is brilliant news because That's stress fractures are incredibly uh, debilitating in terms of. You know, the only remedy for a stress fracture is rest, right. um, which is a nightmare, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, fast bowlers in cricket, uh, especially uh, young fast bowlers, are yeah. people who get them. So I've had quite a lot of experience with stress fractures, actually, because a lot of my friends have suffered them at various points uh, throughout their careers. Um, but what they are is, and, and Matt actually said this in the story yesterday, is it's a certain age profile. You don't tend to find that... Yeah, I mean, it does happen, but but it's it's an aid profile thing. So the younger players, when your bodies are still developing, you're more susceptible mm-hmm. to getting a stress fracture in your back, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that Elliot Thorpe had. Apparently, it's not a reoccurrence of that injury. It, it, it's it's just well, it's a reoccurrence of the old injury, but it's not another stress fracture. It's so I'm led to believe that's what that's what Matt's exact quote said. He's currently on a period of rest. He's been at Luton. I asked him about this last Thursday. So the story went out yesterday. So I think there's a, a plan to try and get him involved in some aspects of training this week. Um, oh, OK. So I, I don't. The difficulty is, is that, like it's hard to know when that means that, that he'll that he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have to play that one, play that one week by week. It'll be a question for Taylor come Thursday's press conference. Pre, uh, pre-Portsmouth press conference and we hopefully can get some clarity on that one 
Um, but, you know, the signs that he might be back doing certain aspects of training, he'll still have a baseline of fitness because he's not actually, it was in the Warsaw EFL Trophy game um, that he, he kind of played 90 minutes. So he'll still have a baseline of fitness. He won't need to spend two months building himself back up. But it's just a bit of a, yeah, it's just a bit of a kicker for him, really, that, you know, he kind of built himself back up to the point to get 90 minutes under his belt and now he's suffered mm-hmm. something else. The other one is Brandon Fleming, story about him yeah. in today's paper uh, on the back page. Um, Matt Taylor said to me a couple of weeks ago that they hoped that he would play before Christmas. Obviously, time okay. for that is pretty much running, running out. out. Yeah. But when I did ask him about it, he still hoped that that would be the case. He'd been back at his club, Hull City. There's a lot of players, a lot of loanees. Obviously, four out of the six loanee players are injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a piece to be written about about actually um, the players and being back at their parent clubs and the relationship and how that works. Um, I was asking Matt Taylor about that last week. Um, so there's quite a lot of... So, yeah, Brandon Fleming, he has not started training yet. So I do struggle to see how, for someone who has not started training yet, He's going to be available for that game. You know, he, well, he, I can't see him. He's not played since the end of October. Uh, it was the, the win against Derby he came off in. So I can't see how he's actually going to be available before Christmas, despite Matt mm-hmm. saying he's hopeful that he can play. I would have thought that, you know, if they can get him back in training, he may be, you know, there or thereabouts come that time of year, Christmas period, that he might be able to start, you know, getting back on the bench. Um, but that's uh, you know that seems to be a little bit of a long shot um, to me. Yeah, it's um, look, it's it's going to be it's going to be frustrating. And look, realistically, they're going to pick up impact injuries over the Christmas period, aren't they? As well, so that's going to test the squad to its limits. But now, like you said, they found a little bit of newfound resilience. They've got something to build on, and hopefully, uh, that's the case. And you know, they can they can maybe squeeze out another win or two before before New Year. Uh, one new signing, um, Ollie, um, in Roland. Is it Iduo? Iduo? Yeah, I think so. Iduo. Iduo. Oh, okay, okay. That's what. That's that's. Um, what, I mean, I haven't had any official official guidance on how to say how to say his name. Well, um, actually, I saw him. At, I saw him at the training. Actually, we did. We did actually, but I've forgotten. Um, oh. We saw him at the training ground, and the the club's head of media asked uh, how we pronounce his his name, and he did say. Um, but since then, uh, I have forgotten, so I'll have to ask again. But I think it's either either work. Twenty one year old midfielder. What what what's 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 exciting about him? What can he bring to this side? Do you think from what the, you know the quality that you've seen in the squad at the moment in time? And you know I know we don't don't know a load about him, but but what you yeah. what you've seen, what you've heard so far. So attacking midfielder, um, what is it? Nine goals, ten assists uh, last season in the League of Ireland uh, Division One in a side that got promoted uh, via the playoffs. Um, so you know that's a good goals, contributions, and assists for a midfielder. Um, it's hard to know. It's hard to know uh, how 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 much do we know about the League of Ireland? Uh, not not a great deal at all. Um, you know, you can only play in the league that you play in, can't you? Really, um, when you compare it to the other two players. So there's a piece, a big plug. I've done a big feature for tomorrow, um, which compares. You know, I'm doing a bit of a bit of a plug for my story tomorrow. So, but every anyway, there we go. So I've done a, I've done a bit of a dive into you know Mickey Moore, Shrewsbury Town, uh, and and kind of being inventive in the market. The League of Ireland seems to be a, a particular market that they're keen on. 
Um, Roland Ardo is the third player this season to join from that division. Obviously, um, when Mickey Moore and Tom Ware, the head of recruitment, also signed Aidan Keener uh, when they were at Cheltenham from the League of Ireland. Can't remember what club he came from. I think it might have been Sligo Rovers, which is the same as Max Matter. But it seems as in it's a particular market that they are fond of. I asked Matt Taylor all about it. He gave me some brilliant quotes on the league and the technical ability of the players in the league. And that, you know, Shrewsbury Town is a club with a relatively small budget. They have to kind of you know, box smart in the market to try and find the best deals. And there are certain, like, you know, and I was doing some research and, and I found that, um, you know, Ev, Evan Ferguson from, uh, who plays up front for Brighton in the Premier League, scored six goals. Take him, let's take him. Well, yeah, he, he, he and Brighton signed in from the League of Ireland. I mean, look how good he's turned out to be. So there are hidden gems in there. Um, I think it's a smart way to go about, about it, Ollie. You know, you, it should be never going to have loads of money to spend. I feel like these kind of markets, you know, let's be honest, realistically 70 to 80 percent of them aren't going to work out in the long term you wouldn't have thought but if you get yeah. one gem um who takes off and absolutely demolishes the opposition and is yeah. head and shoulders well which he could get you just need someone to have a bit of a boost then yeah it, it will benefit shrewsbury in the short term but it also could be, benefit them in the long term in, in terms of a, a decent fee that you're going to get from a championship or or a premier league club because that's the, that can be no no disrespect to Shrewsbury, the kind of middle market team stepping stone that you need in League One and League Two. And if you can cut it and you look a class above, there are desperately, especially if you're young, there are there are desperate scouts from Championship and Premier League teams that will take a chance and will pay six figures, seven figures sometimes for someone who who probably will have re- cost relatively little and will be on small wages. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely, isn't it? And, that, and that's part part of the process, isn't it? It's trying to identify these players. They're all of a similar, and this is something that I wrote in the piece, that they're, they're all of a similar age profile. They're all young. And if any of them succeed and do really well, Shrewsbury stand to make a significant profit on them if they choose to sell them on, which is their prerogative. I suppose the only disappointing thing from a Shrewsbury perspective is they they take the risk on these players. They come in, they do well, and they leave. Yeah, and I, and I suppose that they will. Well, 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 we've not had any evidence of that yet, but you know, it, you know, if players turn out to be absolutely brilliant finds, they will probably be sold on. But I mean, I think the phrase that I that I that I used was that they're, they're fishing in a in a pond that not a lot of other clubs are particularly mm. fishing in. Um, yeah, ahead of the game, absolutely. Yeah, so so I think it, it, it's smart providing, you know, the de- and and the, the the detail that they must do and the research that they must do to kind of look into them. I mean, the two players that they've brought in so far, Max Matter and Tamisi Sabawale, have they been successful signings from the League of Ireland? I'm not sure we can say that they have at the moment, mm-hmm. but we are still early days. Yeah, I mean, Matter, I mean, he had problems with his work permit. Then he's had, mm, he's been injury. off on international duty and mm-hmm. injury, and then he's got his first goal. And yeah, you know, it's still early to be judging players yeah, like that. Tanisi Sabawali's not played as much football yet. I mean, it, it, you know, they have had opportunities, like, don't get me wrong, they have had opportunities. But to probably say that they've been around resounding success right now, you probably couldn't say that. But you can see, I mean, for, for personally, I think you can see there's a footballer there in Max Matter. I can see why mm-hmm. they've signed him. He hasn't quite adjusted to League One as of yet. He had, and, and I must admit, I must caveat that with the fact that I think he has really shown some signs in recent times that he's starting to get build up a bit of a head of steam what doesn't help is that he plays two games plays well and then he gets a tummy bug or then he goes on international duty because mm-hmm. it's just difficult to find any form of rhythm yeah. 
And then obviously he got Tommy Bug at Notts County, Ryan Bowman scores that trick and then he finds himself on the bench at Wickham. So yeah. then that's the way sport works, isn't it? At times, you know, you give up your space and somebody else comes in and takes it, then, well, it's just tough cookies. Um, yeah, so, there's so, that consistency, yeah. isn't there? You, you know, you want from from players to come in. And, and I guess, you know, they're, they're kind of factoring that in that if they get a player who goes off and, and, and does great and, and they're selling for a profit, then great. Um, I, I guess they want to limit the players who are coming across who are just going to flop. So they want like you, they want the people who are going to come in and do great for the club and shoes are going to benefit short term and hopefully get a profit. That's just part and parcel of League One, League Two football. They then want, I guess, the, the people who aren't quite going to do that, but at the same time are going to be an asset to shoes going forward long term and are going to play for the club. And you're always going to pe- have people who can't make that step up and make that grade who, you know, are going to, you know, go further down the league and, and, and get spat out at the other end. But at the same time, it's limiting that, I think, is the most important thing. And and look, you know, it's it's a smart, it's a smart way of signing players. And I feel like it's probably the way forward. You know, a lot of other teams are doing it, like some of the bigger teams do it in maybe like South America or something like that, where they can't compete with, you know, your top six in the Premier League or whatever, getting the, the most elite of the elite. But if they can get players for one, two million pounds who can develop, that then great. And obviously that's when, you know, you, you you, you hear about crazy prices of 40, 50, 60 million pounds if a top six club wants them from there. And this is kind of like the same thing. Okay, they're going from a, a completely different player pool. But I think if the scouts are good enough, they can, if they can spot a talent, then I think that's I'm, I'm all for that. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. 100%. Okay. Um, a few questions then, Mr. Westbury. Let's try and find them here for you. Stop the questions. Okay, um, Stop the questions. Let's Stop the questions. Stop questions um here we go uh, first of all is there a friendly competition says the serial shrew between the shropshire star and the salop media team in, in football terms does he say in football terms got to be football terms um well there was i think there was a um i think there was a game last year where the media were all invited to play i didn't oh, actually oh. play i didn't actually play in it and it, it, it's it's a bit. My, my excuse is a bit pathetic, to be to be honest. Oh, but um, I, well, it was it was on a Friday, and I, I had um, I was playing cricket on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So I didn't play. Um, it was also during the period where we were waiting to see what on earth was going to happen mm. with the manager, and I kind of yeah, kind of felt as though. Well, yeah, it was just it was just tough at that moment in time because we were just kind of always kind of I felt like I I worked fourteen hour days for. Oh, no, here we go. One second, one second. I'm trying to find my my yeah, little violin. mini violin. Oh, yeah, well, that was, that was that was a tiring period. I will give you that when we were just yeah. what on earth what on earth's going on? Um, because we were waiting to kind of you know provide an update and it just never came. Yet we spent each mm. day kind of waiting for it. So. So no, um, I, it will be happening. I get on pretty well with the Shrewsbury media staff. To be fair, they're good lads. So uh, I'm sure it'll happen. It'll happen uh, this year uh, at some point at the end of the season. Some celebration, some 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 form of end of season celebrations. Love it. As long as, as, long as it was a little bit of alcohol, um, then afterwards, and then I'm all for it. Um, off, off a, a slight tangent. You mentioned um, finding out what was going to happen between the managers at that stage. Yeah. With 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 Cots, um, not not got a job yet. Um, are you? I mean, for the Burton job. I was going to say like very much a Marmite type of type of person. I, I get it, but you know, 
overall, I think that he was thought of very highly amongst the fans and a lot of the players at Shrewsbury. Um, but yeah, he is, he is, like I say, very much a, a Marmite figure. Do you feel that you're surprised he hasn't got a job already? And do you think he's he's going to get one by, let's say, the end of this season? Um, am I surprised he hasn't got a job? I think when I spoke to him last, I think it's about finding the right one for mm. him. Um, so, yeah, am I surprised he hasn't got a job? Uh, I, from knowing Steve the way that I ended up knowing Steve, I, I, I would expect that the reason that he hasn't got a job is probably more out of his choice and his kind of high standards. I would expect. Um, would he drop I, to I, League Two? Do you think, or would he? Do, would he want League I don't one? think he'd. I don't think he'd want to drop to League Two. I mean, I don't know that by. He's not said that to me when I no. spoke to him in recent times. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, he, he, he might. He might. Want to drop to League Two, perhaps? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'd, I'd have thought that there's a club in League One that will, you know, he did a really good job at Shrewsbury, didn't he? He did a good job. He, they got better and better year on year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he stocked rose. I would have said um, during the during his time at the club. So, will he get a league? I, I would have said he'd get. A, I'll be pretty confident he got. He get a, get a league. Get a League One move. Am I surprised that he's not got one? I would have. Not really, because of what he said to me when he, he kind of was waiting for the right the right one. So you know when that when that club kind of comes along. But like I say, he's he's in the betting. He's quite high up in the betting on um on Burton Bert and Albion. You know, with that job being available, so maybe that might be um you know a step back into management. And it could be a very if if that does happen, it could be a very very swift reunion because Ooh, we're playing Burton Albion yes. in between Christmas and New Year. Could be tasty. I don't know the betting, mate. I mean, you're more of a gambler than me. I just <laughs> uh, Paul says, how much is the Premier League money that League One clubs are waiting for? And what is the delay? Um, how much is the league? I believe it's about half a million. Um, right. The delay, exactly. I don't think anybody knows what the delay is. Um, Yes, uh, I, I can ask the question of the club what the delay is, or whether the money's been received or not. And, ask, uh, ask that um, question. Ask that question, Westbury. Yeah, I will. I will ask the question to see whether that money has been received. I know that, that it was planned that that, that they've been budgeted for, um, but yeah, I believe it's around that much, half a million. Um, and they will also get another hundred grand if they beat Wrexham in the FA Cup third round as well. So you know that's. Yeah. Well, the, the financial perspective of the FA Cup was huge, wasn't it? I think it was just over 40 grand for uh, beating Colchester. And then um, I think it was 67,000 for winning. But then they got another just over 10 grand. I think they got something along those lines. I don't know the exact figure for that game being moved to a Friday. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of money, lots of competition money. Um, I didn't realise there's quite a lot. There's quite quite a there's a fair amount of money in the. Um, I bumped into Liam Dooley in the thing in under under the in the in the stadium after one attempt after the EFL win against Warsaw and there's prize money for winning those games as well. Believe it or not, like I don't really? think so, but there's still still money in the coffers, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um. What What do you get for that? Like uh, I a, double no, lolly, a double lolly and a drumstick or something. It's surprisingly more than I was expecting. Like it, it is surprisingly more than I was expecting. So it surprises when you, me. That when you that, say you're bumped in with your, um, with, your, with, your, with your media ticket and your, and your food voucher getting your pucker pie? Uh, no, no. I mean, you do often see him walking around. I was talking to some friends at one of the game a few weeks back at half time, and, I, and he just mm. and he just walked past me and I bumped into him and I said, like, 
Um, but he's always, yeah, he's always around, to be fair. I, I always, I normally bump into him in the stadium. I bumped into him at Knox County and he was uh, closely followed by by the chairman uh, who accosted oh. me in the in the corridor <laughs> 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 for, my, for my coverage um, Excellent. of the club. In, in, in a negative or positive way? What do you think? Oh, who's super positive, super, mm. super complimentary. Yeah, uh, I quite like him, to be fair, whenever I speak to him. He always, he, he always criticises me with a smile on his face. Um, okay, okay. So so it does it does kind of make me laugh, but he, it's fair to say <laughs> it was particularly complimentary. Um, oh so I don't think I'll be getting any favours from him anytime soon. Anyone that they can go, that's how, that's how it works, isn't it? Right, we have to crack on a little bit because we're uh, I'm 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 waffling, so uh, we're running behind the schedule a little bit. Ben Lee says, "Is there a pint better than Thatcher's Haze, Ollie Westbury?" Ah, uh, no, there's not. Thatcher's Orange. What is Thatcher's? Is, is that like blood a cider? Cider, yeah, 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 yeah. Haze, oh. hazy cider. It's like it's a lemony. It's pop. It's pop. That's why I like it. I'm not a big drinker, so mm. I don't drink that much. I don't like beer. I don't like ale. Um, I, I I can maybe drink Guinness. Mm. One, maybe two, but then it gets one a bit or two heavy. max, yeah. But 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 cider, cider that tastes like pop, uh, is pretty much and but that and Bailey's. I love Bailey's, I got like an absolute yeah, I love a Bailey's. Uh, get back into my house, get the fire on on a Saturday after a game, and crack wow. the Bailey's open and ice. That's so celebra- celebrated the win against Wigan with a half a pint of Bailey's. Well, I'm I'm very much similar to you. Um, I'm going for happy hour tonight. I've got I'm working um, I'm working a little bit um, later, and then we've got happy hour between four and six. I'm going to the the Oyster Club in uh, in Birmingham for some some champagne and 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 oysters, uh, which are which are half off uh, for two hours. So I shall be there. So we're very similar in that in that uh, in that thinking. That sounds very you. <laughs> <laughs> oysters and champagne, and I'm going on do. about Thatcher's Hayes and Bailey's. I don't know why I get a bad rap in this company, honestly. I've got no idea, mate. Uh, right, Stuart oh, Benyard. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Benyard. If PS stays on in January and Straha recovers from injury, who do you think will make up the first-choice centre-back trio um, moving forward into 2024, says Stuart? I think I think that is a brilliant question, actually. Great question, Stuart. Um, great question. Um, I think... That the first choice of all the defenders, I think Dunkley plays in the middle. I think Feeney yeah. plays on the right. And I, if you'd have asked me two or three weeks ago, I'd have said Schreyer plays on the left based on. I mean, it's only my opinion, by the way. Um, I think I think Dunkley's Dunkley is our best defender, and I think yeah. he plays. He, he's playing on the right because at the moment we haven't got any, or for a while we haven't had anybody else to play on the right. So mm-hmm. I think I think. Aaron Pierre has done exceptionally well. I think he is particularly suited to playing in this low block that we're playing in at the moment. I know that's the fancy term for it, isn't it? But, you know, we we sat deep on the edge of our area. And, I I mean, I I saw Matt Bloomfield complaining about, oh, we put 37 crosses into the box or how many crosses they put in at the weekend and blah, 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 blah. We were completely dominant. But when you put 37 crosses into Aaron Pierre and to Shea Dunkley and they keep heading them out, I mean, I'm really scratching my head while you'd be surprised by that because that is like... You know, it's just like it's meat and drink for them. It's their strength. Um, yeah, and they're absolutely brilliant, brilliant at it as well. But what I like about Joe Anderson is that although he started defending really well in recent games, what I like about Joe Anderson is he offers that bit of composure on the ball as well. He offers mm-hmm. that other side to his game where he's 
clearly quite a capable technical footballer as well as yeah. a decent defender. And he's really, you know, he struggled at times this year. I've actually asked Matt Taylor about Joe Anderson and the story to come. He, he struggled, he got sent off, he kind of played at left wing back and looked a bit out of his depth. But what he has done is since he's come back into the team, he's been excellent. He's kept it simple and he's been really, really good. So, you know, he'll be giving Jason Schreier a run for his money. I think Tom Flanagan's still a real way off, isn't he? So probably, you know, want to discount. But, you know, Town have been, Town have been, Town have got options there, haven't they? It's probably the place where they've got so many options. So I would say Morgan Feeney, Shay Dunkley, and it's between Anderson and Schreier, I would have said, for the left centre-back role when everyone's fit. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have just said that probably as town play against sides that are more, you know, obviously play against Wickham and you can sit in and not count and you can sit in and have a real deep defensive line. But I, I kind of feel like if they, if they kind of get back to trying to get on the front foot and they play with a higher defensive line, you know, that's probably when you're not going to get the best out of Aaron Pierre as much as you probably would with somebody who is perhaps, you know, like Feeney is more mobile, isn't he? Um, sure. So, yeah. Um, Oh, dogs are going slightly, uh, slightly crazy. Below, below, there's no barking. There's no barking for babies. No, no, no barking. Uh, right. One goal conceded in the last four uh, league games. That's going to be tested uh, very much so in the next two. Uh, Portsmouth and Peterborough flying high, of course. Portsmouth, top of the table. So we'll we'll, um, we'll we'll put our attention all onto them for Saturday. A little difficult game, of course. It's But they're at home, uh, Ollie. So, you know, you never know. And if they can put together you know, a top display, then I see no reason why they can't try and upset them. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but but potentially get a point, but they will be tested, won't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Shrews- the, it, yeah. I mean, you know, they beat Bolton 2-0, aside that Bolton came to Shrewsbury and beat Shrewsbury 2-0. I actually thought there wasn't a lot in that game. I didn't think mm-hmm. Shrewsbury were particularly good in that game, but I don't think there was a lot in it until, you know, a goalkeeper error really from 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 Marco Morosi, and then they scored late on, didn't they, to make a second? They but. Did. Freezing, um, freezing. Oh, yeah, you were there, weren't you, when they played Bolton? I forgot you were there, you were there with me. Still, I mean, it still, wasn't... Still thawing out, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't particularly uh, exciting either, was it, um, to be it honest? Great, um, it it's just nice great, to be with you. That was, the, that was the best thing, the best thing of the night. Yeah, yeah, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a tough game. Shrewsbury's home form is excellent, isn't it? 19 points from 10 games that they've played there. Um, last time I checked, that would probably have changed now, but they were right up there for, for home form in the division. So, you know, it's something that they have done really, really well. So, that you know, it's you, you've got to back them, haven't you? have got to hope that they can go there and they can get a result. So, fingers crossed for them, fingers crossed. Um, in terms of team team selection, uh, would you say too many changes from, from Saturday? Any enforced? I, would, I don't think there'll be any enforced unless there's been an injury in training this week. It looked as if everybody got through last week pretty much pretty much unscathed so yeah I think we will you know be pretty much as uh, as they were I would expect them to be a very similar kind of starting 11 to, to the one that started at Adams Park last weekend. Great stuff so um, predictions in this one and what we're going to do much to Mr Johnny Drury's disgust uh, um, as, as when I do do these um, these odd presenting gigs with the old Shrews views uh, we will be giving away a beautiful prize on Saturday if uh, Ollie Westbury correctly guesses the, the the score, the prediction of the score. Then he will let the the winner know um, before the game. Um, and if the score line is what he suggested, then they will win a magnificent prize. So uh, I shall go first. I'm going to say it's going to be a difficult game, but I'm going to say Shrewsbury Town one, Portsmouth one. Now we'll go to you because you're you're the one who matters. You're the one who matters most in these predictions 
Mr. Westbury. Uh, we're giving away, I'm going to give away a Shrewsbury away top, Ollie. And I'm just hot on the site now. So I'm going to give away a Shrewsbury away top. And I'm also, because it's Christmas, going to give away, again, Drury's going to be furious with me, going to give away a nice little bobble beanie, Shrewsbury bobble beanie. Oh. And, and, let's have a look. How about some Shrewsbury Town adult gloves that I could have done with at Bolton? Um, so we're going to give away some gloves. We're going to give away a bubble beanie and we're going to give away an away shirt. You can't say fairer than that, can you? No, you can't say fairer than that. You sound like Del Boy there. Uh, <laughs> quickly, quickly, get the suitcase and run, run away, run away. Um, so what you need to do is Ollie will be tweeting out this podcast later on this afternoon. Um, and all you do is retweet it. Spread the love, spread the word get people listening, but just retweet it. That will automatically enter you into the draw. No cost necessary. And if you are the lucky winner, Ollie will inform you uh, with a random draw just before kickoff. And if the score is what he says in the next 30 seconds, then you have won that beautiful Christmas package for yourself. Ollie Westbury, the floor is yours. It's Shrewsbury Town. It's Portsmouth. What are the scores on the doors? 2-1, Shrewsbury. Way nice and simple, nice and easy. Three points. You love to see it. Fantastic. Um, Ollie, it's been a pleasure as normal. I better go because I've got to do a West Brom podcast today, and then I've got to do a Wolves podcast. I'm doing I'm doing the trifecta, but this was the main <laughs> one. This was I would like to say out of all of them, yours was definitely the earliest. So it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, for coming on your day off. Get a shower, get out of those pajamas, and we shall see you. We shall see you on Saturday, mate, for the big one. Ollie, thank you very much. See you all. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.